Hello, my friends, and welcome back on Econwising. Today, we're going to talk a bit about the value of human life. So, what is the value of human life? Is it worth ten thousand pounds, twenty thousand, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, maybe even a million? And if one life is worth one million pounds, or two lives were two million, and ten lives were were ten million, you could approach these questions from a rational perspective and construct a normative model for the valuing of the saving of human lives. According to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, all human beings are born free, and this is important. All humans are equal in dignity. So, if you believe that human lives are of equal value, the value of saving ten lives should be worth ten times as much as saving one life. Right now, this is a normative knowledge that describes how life should be valued, but it doesn't necessarily describe the way we actually value human life. Consider, for instance, this thought of the experiment. People were asked to donate some of the sum of their money to a charity to save the life of, say, Akuchi, a starving girl in Mali, Africa. People, on average, in this study contributed 35% of their money. A second independent group of people was asked to save the life of Ikon, a boy in the exact same situation as Akuchi. And on average, people contributed about the same. A third group of people was asked to save the life of both Akuchi and Ikon. Now,、um, according to the rational model, you would expect that people would donate more to save the lives of two ch- children than to save the life of one child, right? Maybe you wouldn't expect them to donate seventy percent of their money, but you would surely expect them to donate more than to save one child. However, in reality, people actually gave less. So here's the case where people seem to value the saving of two lives less than saving the value of one life, and this has been found over and over in experiments.、Um, in this specific experiment, people contributed more to save one victim than to save seven victims. The explanation typically offered is that it's difficult to emotionally engage with a group of people. Empathy, emotions, and compassions are much easier to evoke when we're talking about one specific, concrete, and identifiable person rather than a group of people. Indeed, Stalin once said that one death is a tragedy, whilst one million deaths is a statistic. In fact, a group of people easily turns into a statistic.、Uh, so, back to a normative model, it seems to not provide an accurate description of how we actually value life. As a matter of fact, our valuation for an individual might be very high, but it starts to decline as we start to talk about two people, and maybe even entirely touch ground when we start talking about larger values of n, that is, the number of people. And this is not some experimental artifact. Even Mother Teresa, one of the most saint and holy people you could possibly imagine, said that if she looks at a group of people, she won't help; she won't act. But if she looks at one specific individual, she will start to act. Now, instead of looking at what holy people say,、um, let's try to understand how regular people like you and me value human life. And let's do so by looking at our response to natural disasters.、Um, I looked at a variety of natural disasters, you know, hurricanes, earthquakes. 
I looked at wildfires, volcano eruptions, floodings,、uh, tsunamis, even landslide avalanches, and so on. Now, these events destroy the infrastructure of a country or region, but most importantly, they also threaten the social fabric of a community. During my research, I found a woman, for instance, who lost ten of her family members due to an earthquake in 2010. As a matter of fact, in the past ten years, almost 900,000 people have lost their lives as a result of natural disasters. Hence, evidently, some of these disasters are much more serious than others. For instance, the earthquake in the Indian Ocean and the resulting tsunami killed more than 200,000 people in more than 14 different countries, and the Haiti earthquake also costed the lives of many thousand more. These serious big disasters may make it seem that the death toll of other smaller disasters to be somewhat small in comparison. But I want to mind you, we're talking about human lives, right? We're not talking about mere statistics.、Mm. So to answer the question, what is the value of a human life? I've looked at donations, donations to disasters relief funds, to be able to quantify what human life is actually worth. I've looked at two things. I've looked at a donation probability, that is the chance that you would donate to a disaster relief fund, and I've also looked at donation amounts as a function of how many people were actually killed in a natural disaster. And what I found was, when more people are killed in natural disasters, people donate more, right? If you look at donations amount as a function of how many people were killed in a natural disaster, you will also find that people are willing to contribute more money, larger sums of money, when more people died. So back to our models, we seem to be generous when more people die, right? And to give a very specific answer to the question, what's your valuation of human life? Current statistics、uh, indicate around seven thousand pounds, which is the amount donated to each additional person that is killed in a natural disaster. And you may think this is good news, right? You may think this is rational because we seem to be more generous when more people die. But upon closer inspection, if you think about it more carefully, this is not the money that you donate to the disaster relief funds, as it doesn't end up with the people who died, right? Instead, it ends up with the people who are alive and who survived the disaster. And with your money that you donate, these people could actually make it through another day. In other words, the money that you donate won't bring back the people who lost their lives, but could increase the chances that those who are alive could actually survive. To give some examples in the aftermath of a disaster, some people need medical assistance. They need surgery after they've been rescued from a collapsed building due to hurting. Food and water may not be readily available, right?、Um, farmlands may be destroyed, crops may be inundated.、Uh, people have no access to food, and they may need to be distributed with helicopters to isolated regions that are cut off by a natural disaster. Other people need drinking water. Especially after a natural disaster,、um, it can be incredibly difficult to make sure that the water is distributed to the people who are actually in great need, and your money will be spent on trying to get those supplies to the affected population. Other people may have lost their house and they need shelter, and your money will be spent on providing temporary shelter so that the likelihood that people would die from the cold, especially in winter. Could decrease in good sanitation, good personal hygiene could prevent the spreading of illnesses and diseases, 
which is incredibly difficult in the aftermath of a disaster. So, for all these disasters that happened in the past decade, I have uh, have information about how many people are in need of food, water, medical assistance, shelter, and so on. In total, more than 900 million people are affected by natural disasters. What is important is that uh, you can't rely on the number of people that died in the natural disasters to predict how many people are actually in great need. There is only a very weak or small correlation between how many people died and how many people actually need help. Of the most serious disasters in terms of lives affected that you might think of, um, there are the, not the earthquakes of 2010 or the tsunami, but there are the massive floods in China back in 2010 and 2003, which affected the lives of more, of more than 100 million people in total. As I mentioned before, more than 800 million people were in great need of food, water, medical assistance, shelter, and so on. Okay, so think about it. If we are sensitive to how many people died in a natural disaster, we should be even more sensitive to how many people are in need. Consider Tacloban in the Philippines, where the typhoon Haiyan killed a few thousand people, but many hundreds of thousands were in great need of our help, right? Uh, and as we have said before, we should especially be sensitive to how many people are in need after a disaster. So, I've looked at the data again, looked at donation probability, the chances that somebody would donate, and looked at donation amounts as a function of how many people are in need, rather than how many people are killed. And what I found was actually quite disturbing. People are completely insensitive to how many people uh, are in need. So whether there's more or few people in need, people simply don't seem to care. There could be a very sensible explanation for this. Um, journalists may be more likely, for instance, to cover sensational stories, right? The earthquake in Haiti has dominated our news reports, but the floods in China in 2010 may not have really caught our attention, right? So researchers set out a test where uh, this could be a valuable explanation by running a series of behavioral experiments. They asked people how much should be donated when the specific disaster hits this specific region. And the only thing that was varied, the only thing that they've changed was whether fewer or more people died or fewer or more people were in need of assistance. What they found consistently throughout their experiments is that people want to donate more when more people die, but they are completely insensitive to how many people are in need. So, to summarize, it seems that we value death rather than value life, right? And that we want to spend £7,000 and give it to a corpse rather than somebody who is alive and need our assistance. And this is quite disturbing if you think about it, because it seems that we're not rational. In fact, instead of donating twice as much when the number of lives are at stake are doubled, we're completely and largely insensitive to how many people are in need. And this is disturbing because this means that in the aftermath of a natural disaster, a humanitarian disaster could take place, right? If you are confronted with news reports, we typically get two pieces of information. Unfortunately, we rely on only one piece of information and to make things even worse, we rely on the wrong piece of information. We focus on the people that died and not so much on the people who are affected by natural disaster. 
To explain why this is so, imagine you're testing four different guns at a shooting range. So we test the first gun by shooting at a target. The first gun that you test turns out to be pretty awful. The shots are widely dispersed and there is a lot of noises and a lot of error. The gun is not precise and on top of that, you don't seem to hit the center of the target. You don't seem to hit the right spot or the appropriate spot. So you try a second gun. The second gun seems a bit better. It has precision. You repeatedly hit the same spot over and over again. But unfortunately, you seem to be hitting the wrong spot. That is, you don't hit the center of the target. So you try a third gun. And the third gun actually on average hits the right spot. Um, you're shooting at the appropriate spot, but again, the gun lacks precision. There's a lot of error, there's a lot of variability. So you try the fourth gun and it turns out to actually be the best, right? You hit the center of the target and you do so with great precision. And this thought experiment, we were judging the guns by their reliability and validity. Reliability refers to the extent to which you can consistently hit the same target over and over again, while the precision refers to the lack of error or the lack of variance, irrespective of whether you're hitting the right target. Validity, on the other hand, refers to whether you're hitting the right spot, that is, the center of the target, whether you're hitting at the appropriate spot, irrespective of the variability of your shots. Now, back to our disasters, okay? The number of fatalities, the number of people that are killed, is a reliable piece of information. Figuring out whether somebody's dead or alive is pretty easy. You're either dead or alive, and there's no gray zone. It's perceived to be a very reliable piece of information that you could use to estimate how deserving a natural disaster is for your money. And now, contrast it with the number of injured people. This is a valid clue. On average, you're shooting at the right spot, but it's perceived to be an unreliable clue if I tell you this person is injured. What does it mean to be injured? This person could have a scratch, but he could also have lost an arm or a leg, right? So, whenever we're donating to disasters, it seems that we're giving much more weight to the number of dead people. Actually, it doesn't make sense, but it is because we attach importance. We attach weight to reliable information rather than valid information. So, how could we solve this? The solution is actually pretty easy, and it is to increase perceived validity and increase perceived reliability. If I asked you which one of these two disasters deserves more your money, one disaster has a high number of dead people and no number of people it needs, whilst the other one is the other way around. You're confronted with this trade-off, right? You have to solve this conflict. How are you going to do that by looking at the valid piece of information? you realize that the number of people in need is actually the piece of information that should be driving your donation decision and you stop using invalid information. One solution is trying to increase perceived reliability. So instead of using terms like, oh, there is what 10,000 injured people or there's millions of people who are affected or even there's thousands of people who are in need, instead, of using those vague, ambiguous, and reliable terms, one could use more reliable terms like how many people have lost their house because a person being homeless is like a one or zero variable. It's like being dead or alive. Either you lost your house or you didn't. If you increase the perceived reliability of the information, 
people are much more likely to counter and their decisions and behave in a much wiser way. To come back to the initial question, what is the value of human life? Frankly, I don't know. And maybe it's even inappropriate to ask such question. And maybe the answer is that the value of life is priceless, especially if you're talking about your child or about your significant other, about your partner, your mother or father. Maybe it's impossible to study that, but I don't think it's possible to study the factors that lead us to an increase or a decrease in our valuation of the human life. I try to study how people make decisions, how they spend their money, and we know that people not always spend their money wisely. I tend to believe that there is not a great difference between spending your money on charity A and not on charity B, or spending your money on product A and product B. Trying to understand how consumers, how donors, how you and me make decisions is incredibly, incredibly important. Why? Because it can help us design tools, frameworks to improve human decision making and to make wiser decisions. And I've shown you that we are making sometimes really stupid decisions. I think these insights are also really important for policymakers, politicians, for non-governmental organizations. We need to raise money in the aftermath of a disaster because we tend to forget about the people who are alive, who are in great need of help, and that it's especially these people, the fundraising agencies, the non-governmental organizations, the Red Cross, and so on, who can make this world into a better place, especially for those who are left behind and have not passed away. So. This is how I want to conclude. The next time that somebody requests you to donate to a charity, I hope your thoughts are with those who are still alive and need your help, and not with those who already passed away.